0: Welcome. You are listening to SIB Life Church Sermon Audio Podcast. If you would like to know about SIB Life, including our online service time, you can join us online at SIBLife.my. You guys heard of this name? Um, Tatsuya Shindo. Tatsuya Shindo. No? How about Yakuza? <laughs> Yakuza. You may know what Yakuza or who is Yakuza, you know, who are they, yeah, so Yakuza is a traditional organized crime syndicate in Japan, in Japan, like mafia, or in Malaysia, apa nama dia, gangster lah, but you know, like more organized crime, you know, mafia, and uh, Yakuza in Japan, so what happened was Tatsuya was, uh, this is his name, as you can see the tattoo, one of their, their identities, they have like almost full body tattoo you know different tattoo represent like their dif- different rank and then their gang so tatsuya was recruited by the yakuza at the age of 17 wow he didn't finish his studies but he was got re- re- recruited because of his daringness and his like strength and brutality so at the age of 17 and not long after that he became one of the most respected and feared leaders in his tribe in his gang okay now being a yakuza we all know that They will always have problems with authorities, you know, because they're gangster. What, you know, they do all sorts of illegal things to survive. So, uh, this guy Shindo was arrested seven times and he went to prison three times. And uh, beginning at the age of 22, can you imagine 17 enter Yakuza and at the age of 22 already in, in, in prison? By the time he was 32, he had been excommunicated by the Yakuza. Yeah, after spending about eight to ten years as an inmate. Yeah, so they found like there's no use of you know having tatsuya anymore, you know. Uh, so uh, but you know here's the thing. He he said in his interview that he found God, he found God when he was serving his sentence in prison that was following his arrest in May in the year of 2001. He was arrested for possessing 130 grams of uh, meth crystal, okay, drugs in his car. And you know what? In the prison, this is hardcore Yakuza, you know, who killed, you know, who killed people and everything, you know, who who don't fear God. And of course, no non-believer, but in prison somehow he managed to get hold of a Bible and he bumped into... This was Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11. And and in that verse, he realized that the Lord does not wish death upon the wicked, but rather calls them to repent. He said, I'm a wicked person, but God don't want me to die. So that really changed his mind. He said, there is hope. There is hope. So while behind the bars, he continued to read the Bible, and then he repented He was released in 2003. And in 2004, he went to Bible school in Japan. (laughs) Can you imagine this Yakuza gangster? Can you imagine with a full tattoo? (laughs) Go to Bible school. You know? And in uh, uh, 2005, he founded. A church named Friends of Sinners Jesus Christ Church. This is the church. A very small church. You know in Japan, it's very hard to find a big place. Rental is expensive, right? So he found a small church. Actually, it's a pub you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a pub, it's a pub, because he's a gangster, but he knows where, you know, the places and everything, so he's a pub, so he knows, this is one of the regular places that he will visit, you know, when he was a Yakuza, so he bought that place, he renovated, he still certain things, he still re- keep it the same, you know, so that church now ministered to a lot of ex-Yakuzas, gangsters, people who have been cast out from the society, and their pastor is an ex-Yakuza. You imagine that like ex Yakuza, wow. You know, he repented. Now the life of Pastor Shindo. Okay, Pastor Shindo is an example of how Jesus can change someone's mass into a message. Someone's mass into a message. He was outcast by his gang, by his family. But yet Jesus redeemed him in a prison. And I pray that, you know, none of us will have to end up in a prison only then we repent. Please don't, okay? <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah? God can change our life when we repent. Yeah? In one of his interviews, uh, Shindo admitted that it is not easy for him to get rid of his past life, you know, it's not difficult, it's it's, it's really difficult, it's not easy, it's really difficult to get rid of his past life. He knew that if he wants to be set free, he must first repent from his sins. In his early days as a Christian, many people are sceptical about his decisions, becoming a Christian. So, like, are you sure you're going to be a Christian? You know, some of them sceptical. Some of them think that, you know, like, okay, like just a few weeks or a few months. Like, oh, you just read the Bible and become a Christian because you want to be released earlier, you know, from prison. You know, you know like usually some of the you know, inmates are doing that. So they are being sceptical. But he, but, but he knew deep in his heart that his decision to follow Jesus is final. It's from his heart. You know, John Calvin says this, Repentance is an inward matter, which has its seeds in the heart and soul, but afterward yields its fruit in a changed life. So it all begins from our heart. Repentance begins from our hearts. And let me tell you, repentance is not an emotion, it's a decision. Repentance is not an emotion, it is a decision. I want you to remember this. In the end of the day, in the end of this sermon, remember this, that repentance is a decision. It's not emotion. It's not an emotion. It's a decision that we must make consciously and continuously. It's not like, oh, I repent. Where do you repent? Like, you know, 10 years ago, Pastor, during this youth ministry. No, 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 no. Repentance is an ongoing process, even me and myself as a pastor, I need to continuously repent, not only when I commit like big sin, okay bottom but no, every single day. Have you ever wondered what does true repentance look like? you know what does true repentance look like? Does True repentance means that you must totally change the way you dress, wear all whites, wear big cross, you know, yeah, yeah when you used to dye your hair and then suddenly turn to black, you know, everything. You know, is that a true repentance? Or last, like, like my dad, you know, when he repented, right, whew, he, he told me that his friend thought he's crazy because, you know, my dad used to be so crazy, so fanatic with all this band like, during his days, like in the 70s, all the uh, blues and country band, like Beatles, Carpenters and so like that. So he got this video record, you know, Pering Hitam. So when he repented, he knows that all this is like a is all this album, you know, is like a, an idol to him. So instead of donating it to other people, he broke it. <laughs> and then, then his friend said, like, why? Give it to us I said, no, no, I have you know repented, you know. Yeah, I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. So is that the image of a true repentance? Yes, part of it, but not like, oh, if you do that, that is true repentance. Not totally. You know, that is where all of us, as sometimes some of us probably, I say, wrong when it comes to true repentance. We felt like, am I really becoming a repentant Christian? Ah? Why I still, you know, enjoy watching K, K- drama? Why still enjoy play games? Am I really repentant? Ah? <laughs> you know? Okay? Now how can we know that we have our, our repentance is genuine? Yeah. Because the Bible says if we don't repent from our sin, hell will be our final destination. Yeah. Maybe some of you were thinking, maybe you are like me last time, I used to think like wow. You know when people ask me, "Pastor, how do you become a pastor? How do I become a pastor?" I wish if I had got testimony like, you know, Tetsuya Shindo, you know, like a gangster. Yeah, I used to be a gangster, you know. But no, I grew up in the church, you know. I don't fight, you know, I don't take drugs, <laughs> so I, have, I don't have tattoo, you know, only birthmark, you know, so like, I don't know, you know, so like, how lah, how my testimony will be like so powerful, can you imagine, I bet you, if tattoo was here, you he open his shirt, everybody like, oh hallelujah, that's a true repentance, you know, like for me, pastor tutup baju lah, jangan you know, but it's, you know, I always wondering like, what is true repentance, you know? Because I know some of my pastors and friends who used to be a gangster before they become and repent. And some of them become a pastor. I know some of them. And then when they shared testimony, I was like, wow, powerful. Yeah? So what does true repentance look like? Now, today we're going to learn how to identify true repentance from the, what, from the last uh, chapter of the book of Ezra. Wow. No, no, sampai you sudah. Know, chapter 10, you know. Ezra chapter 10, you know, the last chapter of book of Ezra. For those of you who have been following us, this sermon series, yeah, congratulations, we have reached the end of book of Ezra. Woo, hallelujah. You can tap yourself like, ooh, well done, well done, all right. Now, so um, chapter 10. Maybe some of you didn't realize that you've been struggling in, in your spiritual walk because you never had a true repentance. You never experienced a true repentance, yeah, so let's open our Bible. Turn to Ezra chapter 10. Ezra chapter 10, the last chapter of the book of Ezra, right? Okay, let me read. While Ezra prayed and confessed, weeping and falling face down before the house of God, an extremely large assembly of Israelite men, women, and children gathered around him. The people also wept bitterly. Then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, an Elamite, Responded to Ezra, we have been unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women from the surrounding peoples, but there is still hope for Israel in spite of this. Let us therefore make a covenant before our God to send away all the foreign wives and their children according to the counsel of my Lord and of those who tremble at the command of our God. Let it be done according to the law. Get up, for this matter is your responsibility and we support you. Be strong and take action. Let us pause there and let's pray first. Father God, we commit this time into Your hands. We pray, Lord Jesus, Your Spirit give us this understanding, touch our hearts, our mind, Lord Jesus, so that today's sermon is not just a motivational talk, it's not just a talk, but really, Lord Father God, we will receive a fresh revelation from You, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord Father, to get to know You more, to love You more, Lord Father God, and truly to live life with true repentance. Thank You, Jesus, So we commit today into Your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, to base, uh, based on Ezra chapter ten, I'm going to preach on this topic: true repentance, true repentance. Now, it's very important that we understand what repentance is. Apa itu pertaubatan? Okay, what repentance is? As I mentioned earlier, repentance is not an emotion; it is a decision. Right now, repeat after me: one, two, three. Repentance is not an emotion; it is a de- decision. Tell your neighbor next to you. Tell him or her. Say like, repentance is not emotion; it's a decision. Come on, remind them. Mind yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's not emotion. It's not decision. It's not like crying. Like, uh, you see, you see my mascara. You see, see. So I repent. You know? No, 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 no. It's a decision. The Bible was written in he- in Hebrew. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew, while the Greek. Uh, uh, The New Testament was written in Greek. So, the Hebrew word for uh, repentance is tshuva or teshuvah, which means a decision to turn away from where you are headed, moving back towards God. Okay? That's it. Yeah? Teshuvah. All right? Say teshuvah. Teshuvah. Well, it's good names, you know. Name your son or your daughter. Tshuva, Tshuva, like shuva. Are you, are you Indian? No, no. Shubha, 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 Yeah, talk about repent, you know? Every time people mention your name, oh, hallelujah, too hard Lord repent. So powerful, right? Well, the Greek word for repentance is metanoia, which is more familiar to us, most of us, okay? Means change your mind, change the way you think. So if we combine these two uh, meanings from the Old Testament and New Testament, yeah, we can sum it to this. Repentance is a change of mind that results in change of actions. Change of mind that results in change of actions. So then it's not only your mind change, but your action, your lifestyle, the way you live, the way you conduct yourself, change. Are you guys following me? So today I'm going to share three transforming truths about True repentance, three transforming truths about true repentance. Are You guys ready? Now, the first transforming truth is this: true repentance begins with acknowledging our own sin. Mengakui dosa kita sendiri, acknowledging our own sin. You know, in Ezra chapter two, Shecaniah, son of Jehiel, <coughs> responded to Ezra. He said, "Like we have been faithful, unfaithful. Sorry, unfaithful to our God." Yeah. And it's specific, you know. He doesn't say that yeah, we have been unfaithful to God, but he specifically says by marrying foreign woman, by marrying foreign woman, you know. Uh, when we repent, catch this: we must specifically confess the sins that we have committed, not just generalize it, but specifically name it. Yeah. Secondly, mentioned that their sins was marrying foreign woman, and they have to separate themselves from their wives and children, who are, who are not from the tribe of uh, Israel. You know, now we might think that that's cruel, Pastor. That's cruel. You know, this, this, uh, you, can you see the children, the wife. What will happen to the wife and the children? You know. You know, here's the thing. We must know that these marriages with people of other nations that was uh, that was worshiping other gods was already forbidden yeah in the law of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 3 to 4 okay we all know this in the book of Exodus last year when we do a sermon series on the book of Exodus you know we mentioned about this yeah and why is it forbidden for the Israelites to marry foreign women at that time okay in the old testament yeah because that marriage will cause them to worship the idols gods of their foreign wives. An example of that is King Solomon. Now we all know that King Solomon is the wisest king, the richest king, you know, that whoever lived. But you know what? His downfall, not because you know he's being greedy or what, because of his lust for women. So he married, you know how many wives? Not three, not five, not ten wives. 700 wives and yeah, not that much of concubines, maybe 300. Can you imagine? 700 wives and 300 concubines. And if you read, you know, uh, 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1 to 13, you can see that in verse 4, when Solomon was old, his wives, means his foreign wives, turned his heart away to follow other gods. He was not wholeheartedly devoted to the Lord his God. See, God already foresee this will happen. So he gave he gave this commandment to Moses: Tell the Israelites, don't marry foreign women. But Solomon, a king, insists to not only marry one, not two, but seven hundred foreign wives. And as a result of that, you know, his heart become hardened. Yeah. And verse six of First Kings, First Kings chapter eleven says Solomon did what was evil. In the Lord's sight, and unlike his father David, he did not remain loyal to the Lord. That's what happened when the Israelites married to foreign wives. That's why God made that commandment, don't marry foreign wives. So you ask me, you know, Pastor, isn't it so cruel? This, this, this is the reason why in the first place God says don't. You know, sometimes maybe some of you. Oh, okay, that is the Israelites. That is um, uh, King Solomon. Not me. I'm I'm single. I'm not married to any foreign wife. You know, like you know, foreign wives in our context today. Not not talks about you know unbeliever. Not only talk about un- unbeliever. You know, but it talks about things that will take us away from our uh, faith, from our focus on God. Our job can be our foreign wives. He focused on our jobs, our career, our studies, our hobbies can be our foreign wives. right? So this is not, not, that doesn't talk only about wives, yeah Solomon's heart has been captured by the foreign gods. You know, and because as, as the result, his kingdom was split into two, yeah and they were captured by the Babylonians and that's where the 70 years of exile begins. It's all caused by Solomon, married foreign wife. He disobeyed God and he is not repenting from that. Although God have uh, shown himself to King Solomon twice, but he is not repenting. I don't know about you. How many times did God, God show himself to you? God confront you with your foreign wives. I don't know what, what's your foreign wives, guys. Yeah, The important point here is true repentance begins with acknowledging our sins. You've got to be specific. I remember many years ago, I was ministering to a youth, okay, many years ago, and I'm not a pastor. So uh, I found out that uh, he and his girlfriend were sleeping together and uh, his girlfriend, uh, the one who first started to open up to her mentor, which is one of my leaders back then, and I got to know, but I was saying, I wait for this guy to come to me and then, you know, confess. So long story short, one day, this guy come and meet me and say, uh, bro, 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 and he said like, you know, pray for me and my girlfriend, I pretend I didn't know, you know, I said like, why, why, you know, Yala, you know, taulah, orang muda, you know, I was like, I pretend, I buat buat bodoh kenapa apa because I want him to confess like really mention the word you know so yeah yeah I mean maybe you have heard kan bro you know me and my girlfriend um, you guys getting married yeah again I pretend buat bodoh you know because I know what actually happened no 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 bukan no, bukan no, bukan kahwin yeah Yalah, kami sudah jatuh dalam dosa okay I fallen into sin so uh, what kind of sin <laughs> I purposely ask and then he was like silent for a few seconds and then Uh, we slept, we had sex, ah, I said. But then then I asked him, do you know that it's a sin? Yes. Now, why do I ask him that, do you know that it is a sin? Because, you know, if people don't see it as a sin, (laughs) you don't expect them to repent. People who got addicted to alcohol, drugs, pornography, anything, if they don't see it as a sin, don't expect them to repent. They must first see it as a sin. A few weeks ago, somebody texted me, Pastor, they got someone whom I know who are into homosexual. You know, how can I minister to, to, to her? I said, like, If she didn't see it as a sin, it's hard for you to actually minister to her. He must first see it as a sin because he must first repent, confess, and admit that, you no, know, not just say, God, I have a sin. No, specifically mention it. I know you don't want to mention it, like um, um, you know. But you must confess it. You know, when we, we acknowledge our sin, you know. Number one, our sin. When we acknowledge our sin, it keeps us obedient to God. Yeah, acknowledge our sin keeps us obedient to God. When we acknowledge our sins, it restores our relationship with God and others. Yeah. Now I can see that the relationship between this, the, 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 that, that young boy and the girlfriend being restored, yeah, although they didn't end up getting married, but you know, they, the relationship, they, they got healed. They got healed and then uh, both of them have their own separate uh, family now. But again, uh, I'm glad that they have settled well. They, we prayed for them. You know, yeah, they, 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 they got healed. Yeah, They have the relationship with God and one another restored. And then when we acknowledge our sin, it keeps us humble because we must confess we must confess and if we acknowledge our sins, it enables us to experience God's grace. Like I said just now, we can't force people to experience the true power of repentance if they did not acknowledge their own sin. Your brothers, your sisters, you know, your parents, if they did not want to acknowledge their sins, if they don't see what they are, what, the way they are their life, if they don't see it as a sinful thing, you can't expect them to repent. So first, Pray that God open their eyes to see that they are living in sin. Yeah. There's a lot of people, and some of them are here this morning who are struggling. You are struggling in your faith. The truth is, let me tell you, as I prepare this sermon today, right? I realized that the truth is, it's not that you are struggling in your faith. The truth is, you never met the condition of repentance. You never truly repented. If I ask you, do you believe in Jesus? Oh, yes, I believe in Jesus. Of course, yes. But you see, why are you still struggling in your faith? Because you never truly repented. You repent probably years ago, but, but still continue to indulge in the same sin. That's why you never truly repented. That's why you struggle in your sin. Yeah, they have never really changed their mind. They never really made the decision to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. You know, they never, people who are struggling in their faith never really surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus in their life. Yeah, because they never truly repented. You know, people who struggle in their faith will always have this conversation in mind. They will say, if I do this, what will I get? If I do that, What will it do for me, my career? You know, if I repented, will I be promoted? (laughs) If I repented, if I repented, if I end this relationship, will God give me a good spouse? You see? The question that you need to ask when you repent is this Will it glorify Jesus if I repent? Will it glorify Jesus if, if I repent? And the answer is yes. Amen. Yeah. Don't be a double-minded person. You know, in Luke chapter 16 verse 13, say, "No servant can serve two masters. People who are not truly repented, they say they have faith in Jesus, but they have not truly, truly uh, repented. They are basically trying to serve two masters: to serve God and money." Yeah? or their own, their own self. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters since either he will hate one and love the other. Some of us love God wholeheartedly only on Sunday. Monday to Saturday, we love the world and despise God. Now, this is a hard truth. I can say this because I used to experience this. You know, let me tell you, growing up in a Christian family is no guarantee that I will love God wholeheartedly you know, if I don't truly repent, even though my father is a pastor, you know, I was born in a Christian family, baptized by the, by, by the best pastors, in, you know, in the SIB, that doesn't mean that I will be truly repented, guys. Don't be a two-minded person. Some of you might say, and then, Pastor, to be honest, Pastor, repentance is hard. Of course it's hard. Who said it's easy? Come on. You know, who said it's easy? Repentance is hard. Yes. It is a process. Yeah? Yeah? But this is what I want you to know. Repentance is a process and how long and difficult the process is much depends on the type of sins you have committed. Yeah? Now, let, me, let me illustrate this. Some of you were thinking, although you are wearing your mask, I can see like you're, mm, 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 you know? are... Okay? okay? Now I said like, repentance is a process. Some repentance takes more time. For example, I'm working. Okay? So, like, imagine that God is here. This is sin. So, I'm walking. So, repent, remember? You change your mind, change your direction, correct? So, I stop and turn. It's pretty easy, right? Easy, right? Okay. Now, let's say I'm cycling. Stop. I cannot stop abruptly because, you know, I will be, like, over the bar. You know, the handlebar over the bar, jatuh pula. So, I was, like, have to brake slowly and then turn my bar. It takes some time to turn, correct? Let's say if I'm driving a car, driving a car. Repent. I have to brake. <laughs> Reverse. Forward. <laughs> Reverse. Like sometimes, and then return to God. Right now, let's say I'm driving what? Ten ton lorry. Repent. <laughs> Repent. It takes some time, right? So, the, the process of repenting depends on the type of sin. You can't expect that when you have committed some like adultery, like, oh, just one day, boom, totally change. Ooh, ooh. Like, people will forget about it. No. It takes time. You know? Shindo, the, 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 the ex-Yakuza, uh, he said that, you know, even until today, some yakuza will call him like, you want to die? You know, it takes time. Some people still like, you know, try to invite him to be part of the yakuza. It takes time. So repentance is a process. If you are struggling, you say like, but hey, you are not alone. You are not alone. Yeah? If God's work in the believer, he takes a little time to bring the believer to awareness. You know, it will take some time for you to realize that, wow, this is a big sin. This is not just you know message, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Done. Mm-hmm. No? Love, that's it. No, no, no. It's more than that. Yeah. One thing for sure in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 to 10, if he confess our sin, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all our righteous, unrighteousness. and But if you not say, if you, we don't say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. Yeah? So when we repent, you know, I don't know about you, but I remember when I first repented, no, uh, not first repented, You know, but I remember there's one time when I repented from a, uh, Specific sin, and this is in the youth camp. I cried, I cried, you know. And, and and that moment, I thought like, wow, this is true repentance, Because I really, really cried, you know, you know like cried like water from all over the place, like you near know, nose, mouth, everything. You know, the pastor tried to pray for me, right? I was like, wow, really, I said like, wow, oh, this is repentance, you know. But then I realised that that is part of repentance is to 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 really. To have that godly grief. yeah. do they have to the godly grief? Just like uh, Ezra and the Israelites, they grieved over their sins. They wept bitterly. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, this Paul said, I now rejoice not because you were grieved, but because your grief led to repentance. Yeah? For you were grieved as God willed, so that you didn't experience any loss from us. For godly grief, godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, now the I mentioned that repentance is not emotion it's a decision, but please don't think like, but I cry pastor does it mean that I'm not repenting because I cry it's like my emotion pastor, like you know no. what I mean is this, when you grieve yeah, like, like, like the Bible says, a godly grief will definitely produce repentance now remember repentance is change of mind, change of actions, the way we do things yeah so not just cry, 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 cry you know, yeah Their Christ, Ezra and the Israelites, their Christ is the Christ of repentance, not Christ of frustration or disappointments. You know? I've seen, uh, you know, growing up in, in church, church right, you know, so I've attended a lot of uh, rally, KKR, all the services and everything, in you know, the healing and deliverance and everything you know, as a young kid. You know, sometimes there are some people who are like regular attendees, you know. Like they already contract the, the pulpit, right? The auto call is like, oh, that's me, that's me. Like almost every year the same person. And then to the point I was like, oh, it's the same person, the same scene, the same, I don't know, over and over again, you know. Like, I don't know. You know, I have this question like, wow, I thought he has repented. But it's, it's as if that that person you know, been waiting to you know for a KKR, for a rally, you know, for a special service, for a guest speaker. That's the time for me to repent. You know, yeah. Please, don't do that. You know, yeah. When we repent, we are confessing our sin. You know, we can uh, we can just cry, but remember that grief must lead to true repentance. You know, when we confess, confess means what? Confession is agreeing with God that our thoughts, that our words and our actions are wrong and contrary to His will. So when we confess, God, I confess that I commit this, this, this sin. When we confess, we are not defending ourselves, guys. We just say, yeah, 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 whatever I've done is against your word. Lord, I confess, I'm wrong. I'm guilty. And after confessing our sins, we must change the direction of our life. Turn to God and walk towards Him. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So not only do you need to acknowledge your sins, yeah? the second transforming truth is this. second transforming truth is this. True, true, true repentance is based on the Word of God, not on our emotions. Uh, based on the Word of God, not on our, your, our own emotions. In Ezra chapter 10, verse 3 to 5, you know, um, they said, you know, to, when, 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 uh, therefore let, let's make a covenant before our God to send away all the foreign wives and their children according to the counsel of my Lord and of those who tremble at the command of our God. Let it be done according to the law. So their decision, not, not out of emotion, not of because of pressure from, you know, the people from Israel, not because... The Word of God says that don't marry foreign woman. They obey the Word of God. Not because of like, oh, you're also doing it. Huh? You're also doing, okay, 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 repent. Okay. No, 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 no. Because they know the Word of God. yeah. And verse 12, they all assembly and they all and responded loudly, yes, we will do as you say. Wow. You know, in one accord, they say like, yeah. We repent. We will do as you say. We will, you know, separate ourselves from our foreign wives and children. It's more than just emotion when they responded. You know, they know that what they did was against the word of God, so that's why they respond in that way. I've seen many times. You know, to be honest, uh, preachers, you know, will seek to work people up into an emotional. Uh, altitude and then call them to faith. Now, I used to be in that worship team where like I would accompany the worship, uh, the preacher, or the music music music. Wow, nice chords, you know, as a musician we know what kind of chords that like, can really uh, touch you. So so the preacher will back like, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, wow, the tones. Jesus is talking to you right now. Repent. Wow, like try to you know, punching that emotion, you know, that emotion. The lights dim and everything, you know. I mean, I don't know, I, mean, I I repented from that many, many years ago, you know. So for me right now, you know, music, lightings, everything doesn't affect. If, if people want to repent, I say like even when they're in the toilet, they can repent, amen. Because of the word of God, not because of music, blah, the lightings, blah. be careful with that, you know. Someone... Uh, <clears throat> Commented you know a few weeks ago in the website, lah, you know, but we have a smoke machine, (laughs) you know, to actually encourage people to repent. No smoke machine, God is here. (laughs) You know. So bear in mind, repentance as defined in the Bible is not an emotion, it is a decision. It doesn't spring from emotion, it springs from the will. The will. Yeah, we can see a lot of temporary changes in the Christians today because they have never really changed their will. What they had is just an emotional experience. You know, I'm glad that my repentance back during my youth camp, you know, when I was young, it's not. Uh, that's the only repentance moment that I had. You know, because I know if I depending on that, oh well, man, I don't know. I will still struggle in my faith. I won't become a pastor. So I know that I, I don't depend on that experience. I don't depend on the, you know, the song and music and everything. I know that when I repent, I must repent because I respond to the word of God, not because of the music. So if you attended some of these um, churches, okay, You know, I'm not saying that they're a traditional church, but when they preach, right, they don't... Some, some some preachers, they are not really charismatic, like, whoa, no jokes, whatever. They just preach, 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 preach. And then they pray. If you repent, pray this prayer. Amen. That's it. No songs whatsoever. Because they don't want to, like, really interfere, you know, in the work of the Holy Spirit. They want that let the congregation to experience it. But of course, you know, we know that some people, they will respond better when they listen to the Word of God through songs. Like for me, you know, I, I download uh, a lot of, uh, you know, things from God while I'm listening to songs, listening to podcasts while I'm running, okay? So that's why like, I was like, oh, hallelujah, you don't got new things and everything, yeah? But my point here is this, don't be driven by emotion, yeah? So let me tell you, you know, uh, why some Christians, like I mentioned, why some Christians experience temporary uh, transformation and changes? Because they just depend on their emotional experience. They got excited, and maybe they felt wonderful for a few weeks or months, and then after that, in the end, they feel like, hmm, there's nothing. They will return to their old self. Yeah. God gave that command to the Israelites so that they will not be corrupted by other gods. When God says, don't marry foreign women, there is a purpose for it. The reason so that they will stand out as a different nation, a nation that, that glorifies the one true God. Yeah, so true repentance is based on the word of God, not on our emotion, not on what this pastor says, you know, but based on the word of God. Amen. Yeah, and lastly, the third transforming truth we must not neglect it because you know what, true repentance will bear the fruit of repentance. Yeah, pertobatan yang sejati akan menghasilkan <Hebrew> buah-buah pertobatan. So, Ezra chapter 10, verse 16 to 17, you know, the, the exiles, the Israelites, did what had been proposed. So, they don't just wept, they don't just like cry, they don't just confess, they make it happen. They actually did what had been proposed. Yeah? The priest Ezra selected okay, men who were family heads all identified by name to represent their ancestral families. You know, and, verse 17, and by the first day of the first month they had dealt with all the men who had married foreign women. So they not only mourn over their conditions, they act on it, they did what God has commanded them to do so there's a uh, physical evidence that they have repented, not just through their words, not that just through their tears, but there's a physical evidence. Now, remember in verse 1, this guy by the name of, of uh, Shekaniah. See, Shekaniah, son of Jelel, okay? He's the one who first responded to Ezra. So he repented. He said, like, hey, we are unfaithful God, to our God by marrying foreign women. And then you know what happened? In Hema chapter 3, verse 28 to 29, each of the priests, this is when Nehemiah, uh, the book of Nehemiah, Nim- 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 steps in. Each of the priests made repairs about above the horse gate, each opposite his own house. After them, Zadok, son of Emer, made repairs opposite his house. And besides him, Shemaiah, son of Shekaniah, god of the east gate, made repairs. Now, why is it important for us to take note of this? Despite what had happened, Shechaniah, okay, son of Jehiel, you know and his family continued to serve the lord yes they repented i know probably you know they are priests and then you know with people with high rank high position and then they are, you know they're guilty of you know committing sin you know they are repented but that does not stop them from Serving God. In fact, their children, Shemaiah, continue to serve God. Help Nehemiah to rebuild the wall. This is one example of fruit of repentance. Not only you, but your children, generation after generation, continue to serve God, continue to follow God. Right? Now, why is it important? Because a lot of Christians, they are not truly repented. Some of them stop doing their sin, stop committing their sin because they are caught, red-handed, and they, felt, they felt ashamed. Therefore, they left the church, They left the community. Some of them not even returning to church ever since. Not because they repent. They got mad because they they got caught in their left church. They don't want to be disciplined by the church. Nope. Said, nope, it's the church fault, pastor's fault. You know, the pastor possessed by the devil. You know, so they left the church. Some of them don't return to church. Some of them move to new church, new place, not because calls them God, God calls them there, but because they just want to run away from the negative vibe from their previous job. Oh, so negative vibe. I want positive vibe only, you know? Basically they want to run away from people who disagree or oppose their sinful lifestyle. They don't they don't really repent. They just want to get away from people who continue to, 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 to remind them of their sinful lifestyle. Now, some of them have been missing from church for years and return after that. And suddenly they appear like, oh, okay. wow, I've been so mean. Puji Tuhan. praise the Lord. You return to church. Hallelujah. But actually, you know, you know when, when their friends and church leaders thought that they have repented, but actually they never do reflection over what they have done. Basically, their sins are uh, basically on hibernation mode. Wait until the time and something triggers it, like relapse. Lah. Hmm. Again, the same cycle will come over again. That's not true repentance. Over the years, I realized that there are Christians who never actually deal with their sin. You know, like I mentioned just now, they just put it in hibernation mode. People thought that they had changed, but as I mentioned earlier, their repentance was based on their emotional reaction to the situation. They never actually changed their thinking. They just keep holding it, but from outside, they felt like, yeah, I'm sorry. But deep in their heart, in their mind, they said, no way. You know, which reminds me of my kids. Again, my kids. You know, being your parents, you, know, you have a lot of lessons you can learn from <laughs> your parents. My kids cried many times when I disciplined them, but they never actually repented. Please pray for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we remind him, Gavin, don't do that. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Say sorry. Sorry, Daddy, and then hug and everything, and cry. <laughs> you know, now tidy this. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And then not long after that, few days, few weeks after that, he did the same thing over and over again. So that cried, that tears to the point I said, like, you're faking it, right? <laughs> and then. <laughs> No, no, no! All right, all right. You know, because uh, I'm a forgiving father. I said, like, all right, okay. You know, daddy, 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 forgive you. But I know, you know, that repentance is a process. But continue to remind him. Remember this. Remember this. Continue. Don't do this. and do this. You know, yeah. How many of us actually cried, but we never actually repented? We cried, but never repented. The Bible tells us that our repentance should bear fruits. Yeah. So again, let me repeat myself, repentance is not an emotion, it's a decision, yeah? And William Barclay, William Barclay, uh, this Hamba Tuhan, this a pastor, says this, the tragedy of life of the world is not that men do not know God, the tragedy is that knowing Him, they still insist on going their own way. Wow, that's the greatest tragedy. You can be in church, listen to the sermon, serving, but still you insist to live in your sinful ways. Until when? Until you get caught? You know? Can I have the worship team? And I'm going to end with this. Now, let me bring you back to uh, the Yakuza that turned to pastors, okay? Tatsuya Shindo. So, that's him, holding the Bible. He's been interviewed a lot. And... um, He'd been in and out for, out of prison for multiple times. You know, like I mentioned just now, things started to change for him during his second prison term. What happened was, in his second prison term, he come across a writing, a testimony uh, from an ex-Yakuza, by the name of Hiroyuki Suzuki. And this ex-Yakuza has been repented many years before him. And he is a pastor at the Siloam Christ Church in Japan. You see? So this ex-Yakuza repented, you know, opened his heart after read the story of another repented Yakuza. You see, what's my point here? I want you to understand this. If not because of testimony of Hiroyuki Suzuki, you know, that ex-Yakuza, who became a pastor also, Tatsuya Shindo might not come to know Jesus. Now, my question to all of you right now, don't you want your life testimony to direct people to Christ? Again, no need to become like Yakuza, only then you have a powerful testimony. No, 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 don't. Yeah? Don't you want your story of repentance lead more people, with you know people with a similar background like you? Don't you want them to come to Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Yeah. So my question to you: How many of you want your life to be used by God, just like Pastor Tatsuya Shindo and Pastor Hiroyuki? You want your life, your testimony. Your repentance be the one that guides people to encounter Christ. How many of you? just raise your hands right now? You want to be your life to be testimony? Come on. Who wants your life to be testimony? Can you just stand on your feet right now? Those of you who raise your hands and say, "Yes, God, I want my life to be a testimony, to bring people to you, oh Lord Jesus, stand on your feet right now. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. To repent is to make a commitment to follow Jesus wholeheartedly, to follow God wholeheartedly, to obey His command wholeheartedly. Thank you, Jesus. Now, right now, I want all of you to just bow your heads and close your eyes right now remember true repentance begins with acknowledging our own sins be specific right now allow the Holy Spirit to remind you to shed some light over your life maybe there are things that you have not realized so many know not repented before right now come to Jesus right now repent your sin because He He is ready to forgive each and every one of us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Touch our hearts, Lord Jesus. If you can move the heart of hardcore gangster to become your servant, oh Lord Jesus, what more, Lord Father God, we right now, Lord Jesus, here in I Life, Lord Jesus. We believe, Lord Father God, only you can change our hearts, Lord. Only you can move us into true repentance, Lord Jesus. Come let us confess our sin right now. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, forgive us, oh Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to Live Podcast. We hope that you will be challenged by this message and you will share it with your friends, family member and co-worker. We hope you have a great day. God bless you.